What is up, my fellow astronauts? Let's talk about rhodiola, how it affects your testosterone, sexual function, if it's really a good herb, is it beneficial, negative, or where rhodiola really shines. Before we get into the video, be sure to get my ebook on how to maximize your testosterone naturally. Also, if you would like to do coaching with me, links are in the description below. Let's dive in. All right, quick history lesson. Rhodiola has been prescribed for cancer and tuberculosis in Mongolia. It's been given to newlyweds to boost fertility in Siberia. It's been used by Vikings to increase endurance and physical strength. And in Norway, it has been used as food and hair wash. So it does have a host of interesting benefits and it's been used for a very long time. In terms of testosterone, there's only one human study looking at rhodiola on testosterone. And as you can see before and after, there was no difference. So they used 600 milligrams of rhodiola, 3% rosevins for four weeks. And it didn't really change testosterone, but it did lower cortisol quite dramatically. And so therefore, it dramatically improved testosterone to cortisol ratio compared to placebo. So chances are it's not going to help you to increase your testosterone, but it's also not going to lower testosterone. But at least it might make you feel better by lowering cortisol, giving you more energy and those kind of stuff, which you would, the symptoms that you would usually attribute to high testosterone. In terms of sexual function, there was again one study where men used rhodiola and it was basically 35 men with erectile dysfunction and or premature ejaculation took 150 to 200 milligrams a day of rhodiola extract for three months. And so a uh, total 74% of the men responded to rhodiola and substantially improved sexual function, normalization of prostatic fluid, and an increase in 17 ketosteroids in urine. So that's basically like DHEA, androsterone, androstenedione, and so on. So although it didn't increase testosterone, it increased some of the other 11, uh, 17 ketosteroids. So it does seem to have an, somewhat of a steroidogenic effect and it can help to improve your sexual function as well. So there's some gut benefits. Dramatically lowers endotoxin by modulating the microbiome and preventing leaky gut. So you have various microbes in the gut, specifically gram-negative, that produces endotoxins. And those endotoxins, once it's being absorbed into the body, causes a lot of inflammation. So a lot of people that have like muscle weakness, muscle pains, joint pains, just feeling more sickly and old, they tend to have leaky gut and enhanced endotoxin absorption. So what happens is that rhodiola helps to remodulate the microbiome, reduces this endotoxin-producing bacteria, prevents leaky gut, so it prevents the absorption of those endotoxins, as you can see by this graph. So it can dramatically help to reduce circulating levels of endotoxin in the body and just give you more energy as a result. And this is quite interesting. This is some of the most interesting findings on rhodiola, in my opinion. So in this study, rhodiola, a popular medicine plant, has been proposed for the alternative treatment of symptoms of short-term hypothyroidism in patients who require hormone withdrawal. Rhodiola plus iodine had the greatest effect. So what happened is that these people were hypothyroid, they were given thyroid medication, and then they had to stop the thyroid medication. And so in the short term, maybe a week or two or three, depending on how long someone takes to recover, they will become, again, hypothyroid. And depending on where they were before thyroid medication, they will likely just return to that state, right? And so this was most interesting because they gave these people rhodiola, the ES, the ERS, or rhodiola with iodine. And so you can see the this is the dark gray column here is the rhodiola plus iodine. So TSH basically rest, was restored similar to eu thyroid individuals with a rhodiola and iodine 
3t4 was almost normalized, 3t3 was normalized, and then you have thyroid globulin, which was significantly elevated, which was interesting. But combining rhodiola with iodine seems to normalize thyroid function compared to almost euthyroid individuals. So it has strong pro-thyroid effects, especially when combined with iodine. So this was some of the most interesting findings on rhodiola, in my opinion. Clearly having like a pro-metabolic effect. All right, in terms of brain benefits, and this is really where rhodiola shines the most, it can have slight hormonal effects. It acts as a strong adaptogen, but the effects on the brain is really the most interesting. So these would include, it's been, um, rhodiola has been shown to improve all dimensions of chronic fatigue and burnout related symptoms, right? So it helps against fatigue, increases your energy. Results is seen after just one week, which becomes even more prominent after eight weeks of using rhodiola, which is quite significant. And a lot of fatigue symptoms actually comes from the gut. So I think like the fact that it helps against fatigue is because it improves gut health, prevents leaky gut, reduces endotoxin absorption. Rhodiola possesses a clear and significant antidepressant activity in patients suffering from mild depressive disorder and improves their quality of life and clinical symptoms. Statistically significant reductions in levels of depression as well as in specific symptoms of depression such as insomnia, emotional instability, and somatization could be demonstrated in higher doses, about 600 milligrams a day for 12 weeks, an additional positive effect was observed. So it does have strong anti-fatigue, antidepressive effects and help to improve your sleep quality, help against anhedonia and uh, help with emotional stability and so on. Significant improvements in physical fitness, neuromotoric functions, mental performance and general well-being, statistically significant reductions in mental fatigue, including improved sleep patterns and reduced need for sleep, greater mood stability and greater motivation. So this seems like a bunch of great benefits, brain benefits specifically from taking rhodiola. So looking at some of the mechanisms of actions like how rhodiola can do this for the brain, Basically, in small to medium doses, rhodiola administrations was found to stimulate the norepinephrine, serotonin, dopamine, and acetylcholine receptors in the central nervous system. It enhances the effects of those neurotransmitters on the brain by increasing the permeability of the blood-brain barrier to the precursors of dopamine and serotonin. So more dopamine and tryptophan can enter the brain for the production of those neurotransmitters. Rhodiola may also facilitate the production and proliferation of dopamine-producing cells, more dopamine-producing cells, more dopamine, making you feel better. Rhodiola can increase the levels of norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, and acetylcholine in the brain. It acts as a monomine A and B inhibitor, so it prevents a breakdown of serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, just increasing all of the neurotransmitters in the brain. Rhodiola also stimulates the synthesis, transport, and receptor activation activity of the opioid receptor and peptides such as beta endorphins. So acting on the opioid system and beta endorphins help a lot with mood and euphoria and those kind of good stuff. This might be why it helps with um, the depression and so on. Rhodiola might protect the brain and heart by reducing the secretion of CRF or CRH also under stress, which is the precursor. The hypothalamus releases CRH, which stimulates the pituitary to release ACTH, which stimulates the adrenals to, to release cortisol. So it reduces CRH in the brain under stress and also increases the expression of stress responsive genes, especially in hippocampus and prefrontal cortex. So it acts as a strong adaptogen, making you more resilient against stress. And when under stress, it reduces the hyper-responsiveness to stress, typically what any adaptogen would really do. All right, in terms of exercise, how does rhodiola affect exercise? A lot of people use it for exercise, but how effective is it really? 
So rhodiola activates the synthesis and resynthesis of ATP in the mitochondria and stimulates reparative energy processes after intensive exercise. Chronic rhodiola supplementation significantly improved exhaustive swimming-induced fatigue by increasing muscle glycogen. So from my own personal experience, I've used rhodiola before, but I've used a 6% sildenocide extract and not a rovacin extract and for my opinion it didn't have really any of any of the benefits that i have listed so far such as mood sleep fatigue or anything like that because i'm already at a very good place so perhaps in someone that's already really healthy adding in rhodiola might not really give them much of an additional boost but i would say it's still worth an experiment Rhodiola enhanced cell regeneration and energy metabolism by increasing the synthesis of adenosine triphosphate, which is ATP, ribonucleic acids, protein, and amino acids, so help with regeneration. So again, from my experience, I didn't notice fast recovery, but then again, I'm already in a really good place. Rhodiola increased resisting liver glycogen content and attenuates muscle glycogen depletion, and it also might enhance faster strength gains, but not so much endurance. So Either way, I've not noticed the increase in endurance or strength gains or recovery or anything from rhodiola. But then again, as I mentioned, I'm in a good place. So maybe for someone else, it might be helpful. Now, lastly, there is, seems to be a, a synergistic combo between rhodiola and reponticum, which is also called maral root. So this study found that the base combination was 30% rhodiola with 70% reponticum supplementation after resistance exercise could synergistically improve protein synthesis, muscle phenotype, and physical performance. So I've not used the combination before, but that would be a really good experimentation. So rhodiola is definitely interesting. It doesn't seem to increase testosterone, but it might increase other 17 keta steroids that might lead to more DHEA, androsterone, DHT perhaps. There's no human evidence specifically on the increase in DHT, but it might because it's increasing those 17 keto steroids. It might improve sexual function, it might improve endurance and strength gains, help with muscle recovery, dramatically act as an adaptogen, make you feel good, increase energy, help against fatigue, reduce sleep needs. Lots of good benefits to it. If you've used rhodiola before, especially in different kinds of extracts, please let me know your experience in the comments below. If you've used it and it increased your testosterone, also let me know. That would be quite interesting because obviously not everyone responds the same to herbs. You know, some people might not get an increase, other people might. So it would be interesting to hear from you guys. All right, so if you guys are interested in using rhodiola, I will link a good extract in the description below. So be sure to check that out. All right, so I hope you learned something new and we'll check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.